Hi there, and welcome to Dork Wars, the podcast, your galactic hub for all things Star Wars. My name's Blake, and I'm here with two of the best hosts in the galaxy this evening. First, we have the funny one, Wesley. I'm honored I'm one of the best. What's up, dorks? And our own Jedi Archive, Dietrich. Yo, nerd. That was not me trying to, like, be a Wesley offshoot. I like it. Yeah, that's, uh... I want to be the best like Wesley. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if we can make it happen, though. Wesley just got that swagger, you know? I was born so, with it. Uh, <laughs> born this way. Okay, Lady Gaga, we'll keep moving right along. Yeah. <laughs> we, we are missing two of our hosts this evening. Um, we are doing a weekday uh, recording, so Andrew's kind of out on that. Um, he's got a job that demands him to be up early, and Grant has still got a lot of life stuff happening so when we catch him it's great you know if not that's just how it is but we are going to man this ship with a crew of three this evening so let's hop right into our news segment now hear this now hear this now hear this now you hear this whoever you so there are some more Kenobi casting rumors. Uh, Kenobi is set to come out early next year, and it seems that we may have found our young Leia. Um, reports are that Vivian Lyra Blair, who is best known for her work in uh, Netflix films like Bird Box and We Can Be Heroes, is going to be a young Leia. So Vivian seems to be around like the seven eight year old range she, she looks a little bit younger than we would expect um for leia to be in this time period so kenobi supposed to take place 10 years after revenge of the sith so therefore leia should be 10 years old right so this this girl doesn't quite look that old um when she did bird box uh that was a couple years ago now i, I think i don't even think my daughter was born so i mean that's probably like three years ago wow she did bird box and yeah, she was. I don't know. She, she was probably. I mean, my question would be, how big is the role? Is it actually even a speaking role? Is there more like a little cameo where it's like more like Bail Organa, and then she's just kind of like creeping around because he's communicating with Obi Wan? I don't know if it's more like she's got a speaking role and she's a integral component to the plot. I I don't want it. Yeah, I agree. I don't. So I we think... got our little girl right now with the Bad Batch. Like that's right. And I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't want another Leia, like, scene or, I don't, I don't need it. But you know what? I would have probably been very skeptical if they had told us about Luke coming back in The Mandalorian at first. I'd probably been like, meh, I don't know. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I just don't see how this is going to add much to the Kenobi plot. I, I thought his whole seclusion on Tatooine was like a, a seclusion like I didn't think he talked to many people like when we see well it's not it's not clear if Leia knows who like if they have a real relationship or not right so it could be that Leia does meet him at like eight nine ten years old it could be it... we just don't know no we don't I don't think so so why don't you think so Wesley why is that why is that a impossible thing to have happen you talk. You talking about um, Leia and who? And Kenobi. Obi Wan. Okay. So he's saying that Leia and Obi Wan Kenobi slash Ben Kenobi had transpondence. They had met each other prior to A New Hope. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's well, possible they yeah, show that. Right. You're saying it's possible. Wesley is saying that. There's, there's not. Okay. There's nothing to contradict it. No. Yeah. Okay. I, I misunderstood for a second. Now. Now that I understand what you're talking <laughs> about. Um. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I think. I think they definitely have some correspondence. Obviously, in New Hope, she knows who he is, and so well, she we'll knows well, she okay, knows where we... to find him. So I yes, I don't know that. It, and maybe this is a they good never thing. speak. It they might... never speak face to face. Remember that. They, and at no point in a New Hope does Obi Wan speak face to face with Leia. That's true, and it might be a good thing that a New Hope kind of left left this ambiguous. Um, at the beginning of A New Hope, we just know that Leia knows where Obi-Wan is. Um, we don't know if Bail Organa and Obi-Wan have had a bunch of correspondence over the years. We don't know if they've been meeting. We don't know that Kenobi has stayed on Tatooine the whole time. I'm assuming he's not since we're getting the series. I really, 
I will absolutely make the assumption that there will be another fight with a suited Vader. I think so. I think so. And I think it's another... He will, again, he will He will probably lose, unlike Mustafar, where he kind of more so wins. He will probably lose, but retreat. Yeah, I, I think so. I and, think that'd be great. And then that's why Vader says in A New Hope, when I left you, I was the learner. Now I won. I beat you in our last battle. I am now the master. Unlike Mustafar, where he gets his... his you know, all his limbs cut off. And yeah. Like, yeah. You, can't, you cannot come back from that and be like, yeah, I got you, bro. I'm the master now. Dirt. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. And, you know, of course, before now, we've always assumed that he's just grown in the dark side and he's just more powerful as a person. He's definitely not more physically powerful, but maybe his, um, maybe his spiritual force self is more powerful uh, as a, uh, I don't know. I really don't, I really don't know how he would ever make that jump so maybe it's a good thing that we're getting this series we can actually see some more suited vader and ben kenobi um interaction that that would be really really cool um I, but i don't know circling back around to this leia thing it seems that this is kind of a high profile actress or young actress it i don't so, know about you guys but it's gonna be kind of weird you know seeing Leah performed by someone not Carrie Fisher. So it'll be interesting to see. Well, okay. I mean, if you want to get technical, there was an infant that portrayed Leia in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, that wasn't Leia. I mean, that wasn't Carrie Fisher, obviously. Eh. But I, I, I don't mind. Saying. I don't mind so much since they're going back to childhood. Yeah. Now, I, I did kind of mind when I heard about them recasting Luke. I was like, Ugh, I don't know if I want to see that. But like, if you were like, hey, hey here's a 10-year-old Luke with somebody random who kind of sort of looks okay, sure. Yeah, I, I think it just really depends how they play it. So let's let's hope that they play this thing right. I, I don't want this to be another kind of like Bad Batch thing where they just go back and catch up with everybody that we know from the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy and connect all the yeah. dots. In between. Yeah. I know this is kind of supposed to connect some of the dots, but I don't want to know everybody's little stories. Like, uh, that's that's one of my big things. Like, I think some characters need to remain mysterious. Um, like Han Solo, but that's... that's well, that's what I felt about Yoda, but now they're doing that whole comic series where he's a, a younger master, and it's just kind of, I don't know, weird to me. So they actually follow Yoda in the, in the comics. I haven't got to the comics yet of the. It's High not. Republic. It's not like he's not the main character, but he's around. And in a lot of the earlier comics, he's around a lot. Okay, so I've been reading um, Light of the Jedi. But he's not. They don't really follow him as like a a Luke character or a Rey character or an Anakin. Right. Um. I've I've been reading Light of the Jedi, and I'm about to start. Uh, I think Rising Storm. Once I'm done with this one, getting really close on Light of the Jedi. It started out pretty dry for me, but uh, Yoda gets like name dropped in Light of the Jedi. He doesn't really play a big role as far as the story itself. You know, he is a Jedi Grand Master. He's he's pretty far up there, but that's about it. He's just mentioned. Um. So that's that's kind of cool to know. Uh. I'd like to see a younger Yoda a little bit. I, I don't want to know his whole everything, though. I don't want to know everything about Yoda. George Lucas's big thing with Yoda was, like, leave him mysterious. That was, that's what makes Yoda cool, is his mystery. And I, I'm hoping, like, the Grogu character does... It, it, we don't find too much out about the species that they're not mysterious anymore. That's one of their... That's one of the coolest things about Yoda in his species. I'm always amazed by the number of people that think Baby Yoda, you know, Grogu is is the Yoda. <laughs> and so uh, I'm like, I don't know. What's wrong with, what's wrong with you people? We're looking at you, friend of the podcast, Josh. <laughs> Big Richard. Moving on, tonight we are talking about the Bad Batch. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. They call themselves the Bad Batch. So tonight we are talking about episodes 11 and 12 of The Bad Batch. Episode 11 being The Devil's Deal. So let's uh, jump right into it. I'm going to try not to give like a whole big old synopsis. There's there's a lot that happens, but it, it really doesn't take up a lot of time. And so I don't know. This this episode moves pretty, pretty good. Um, but uh, we open up on Ryloth. 
And if anyone knows anything about Ryloth, it is the homeworld of the... Twi'leks. 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 And whatever you call those, uh, the, the frog, the blurgs. The frog yeah. uh, horses. Yes, the blurgs. Beautifully named. Blurg. Actually, that's a gun in uh, Battlefront, isn't it? Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, right, off, right off, I can't tell you. Pew pew. But we open up on uh, the uh, Vice Admiral Rampart and the uh, big old Twilight dude. Uh, we can call him like Jabba Twilight. I can't remember his name. He's the senator for Ryloth in the Galactic Senate. And he is reassuring the people of Ryloth that the, the Imperial Senate now, man, right? The Imperial, uh, you're well, it's the, still the Galactic Senate, the Imperial Galactic Senate, I guess. Is, is that what it's called? I can't remember. Is what do they call it? I think the, the Imperial Senate is what it, it is after the Empire takes over. It's just called the Galactic Senate when it's the Republic. Okay, so I'm pretty sure that's the difference. The Empirical Galactical Senate is uh taken over. Um, that, that's their name. They've had some, some name changes. Um, at this point, I'm, I'm figuring though, there hasn't been a lot of change as far as the way the Senate goes, just because it's so so close to the time that the Empire's taken over. I'm sure there has been some things, but I'm sure it's pretty much the same right this second, because... I would say it's probably stayed the same since Chancellor Palpatine took the Supreme Powers. Yeah, yeah, more than likely. So, episode two, basically. Well, and we see in A New Hope that they start filtering the Senate role out little by little, all the way up until A New Hope, because it is... In a new hope that uh, Tarkin says that after this the uh, the Imperial Senate uh, no longer matters or something like that. I, I can't. I don't know the direct quote off of my the top of my head. Forgive me, all of you diehard Star Wars fans out there. I don't know every single line <laughs> word for word, but um, <laughs> something to that effect. So, um, big old Jabba Ryloth Senator guy for uh, Senator Senator Orn Frita. Ooh, Sen- Senator Onfrita. Wesley in with the save. Thank you. And I'm I'm pretty sure that character has been around since episode one. Yep, he's been around so since Phantom Menace. And I'll tell you what, I don't know that I've ever like saw him and identified him as a Twilight. Because he's so fat. Yeah, he's, so, exactly. yeah, he's so big. He, <laughs> d- he doesn't even look like a Twilight because every other Twilight I think we've ever seen is pretty slender looking and not Fat, except for okay, nope, Bib wrong. Fortuna Java okay. at the end. Yeah, of, I was about to say yeah. we see we see Bib Fortuna. He's gotten pretty husky. He's a thick boy. I w- he is thick, but he, I don't think he was. Well, he might have been. He was pretty thick. He was he was a thick boy in uh the little ad they did for Book of Boba Fett. You're ch- yeah, you're right. But the, his his uh, his one little tentacle coming out of his head wasn't as uh, droopy and flat as this guy's. I think this guy has had like decades of glut. Whereas Bib like only just recently got big after Jabba died. It's been, five, it's been five years. It's only been five years. Yeah. So compared to decades That's of true. Senate lobster, I guess whatever they eat. Yeah. <laughs> whatever they they eat good over there on Coruscant. Well, the upper levels. Yes, the upper levels. So um, they are convincing the people of Ryloth that the clones taking their weapons, the the Empire coming in and kind of taking over military and all of that is a good thing. We have peace. The Empire is a great thing. Everybody's happy. Well, they're they're getting this information from Senator Onfritas? What, what, what was it, Wesley? Yeah, Onfrita. Onfrita. So, Onfrita... So even this scene reminds me exactly of a, a couple of episodes back, a scene on Raxus, right? You had this big gathering of the population and the Empire right. was like, we're coming in. We need some leader to step up and give a big speech to get the people on board. But I will tell you the big difference. Um, the big difference in those scenes is the people on Raxus were very receptive of um, of the Empire. And I think it was just an Imperial officer talking uh, over a hologram. I don't know if it was a big leader telling them all this. I'm going to disagree Am with I, you saying that one? they were okay with it, because there was a whole thing where they had to bring in the tanks to stop the, oh, I'm the think- people from... Sorry, I was thinking of the uh, episode where uh, we meet Fennec Shand, and there's like this big parade about peace and crap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a different planet. Sorry! I was wrong. 
excuse me, everybody. Um, on Frita is giving this whole spiel about the Empire's great. This is what we need. We need peace. We need stability. We need all of this stuff. And the people of Ryloth are not happy. They're like, give us Cham, Cham, Cham. You hear, you hear them chanting the name Cham. And the Cham they are talking about is Cham Sindula. And he is just... Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> yeah, name drop. He is a big character. Cham Sindula seems to be the people's choice. If he were to run for anything on Ryloth, they would vote him in. He's a freedom fighter. Um, it, it seems even like even before I think the uh, the Clone Wars and stuff like he was always there helping the people. And during the Clone Wars, they fought the Separatists. Um, Ryloth was a humongous planet for contingents in that war. The Separatists came into Ryloth, and there was this huge deal there. And Cham was the the freedom fighter who tried to lead the charge against the Separatists, against all these things coming against the people of Ryloth. So everybody loves Cham Syndulla. Do you remember the Clone War episode, that one of the arc you're talking about, Blake, where Mace and Cham are talking? And Cham says something to the effect of, how long before am I fighting you? Like, are your forces? You know, how much longer is, are we going to be friends? And I'm like, ooh, chilling. It is. And it's, it's, it's an eerie kind of foreshadowing. Because while it's not Mace himself who comes back, to rile off the fight, it is the government that Mace is pretty much representing at the time, because the Galactic Republic becomes the Empire. So Cham pretty much hit the nail on the head. However, in this instance, he calms the people. He tells them that they're at peace, this is all okay, everybody stay calm. And that's when the, the Rylothian people, if that's what you call them, the Rylothians, I don't, I don't know. Twi'leks? The twi well, they're the Twi'leks, yeah. but well, usually, I mean, if you're from Coruscant, well, you're Coruscanti, right? Or if you're from Tatooine, you're a Tatooine knight. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, you usually go by your, you usually go by the race of your home world. That's that tends to be the Star Wars. You think humans don't even typically have? They're they're just called human because yeah. they're so prevalent. You're right. Yeah, that that is true. So he's he's uh he's calming the Twi'leks, and this is when everyone kind of starts simmering down. They're like, okay, Cham said it. We're going to kind of go with it. We're still a little bit uneasy. However, there is a small sect of Twi'leks that are not happy at all. Um, Gobi is the leader of this this little group. Well, he's probably, he's, I, don't, I guess he is the leader. He's kind of like setting all this stuff up. But um, He's the most <clears throat> notable member of the little party that wants to continue this fight. Correct. And, and, it's not clear whether Cham is actually a part of this little group or not, but he's just kind of disagreeing with them. Um, all those people still kind of regard Cham, it seems, as, like, the guy. But Gobi, and it's not clear whether he's, like, Cham's brother or Alini's uh, brother. That's uh, Or just a, or just, a next, next in line of, like, he's, like, the captain of his forces, and he's been around the entire life of Hera, so Hera calls him uncle whatever. Correct. Yep. That's, we haven't quite made it to Hera I, yet, I, but yeah. I, I, think, I think that one, because, look, his coloring is different than Cham, Hera, Hera what, is, what is Hera's mom? Whatever. Alini, I believe. Alina? Alini? Alina. Alina. No, that, Alina was uh, Rogue One. Yeah, I think it's Alini. I, okay, Alini. I'm going to say it wrong. All over this podcast. If we, yeah, if we, if we get it wrong, excuse us. Um, but uh, it, it seems that this, this group does not like what's going on, and they get right to it. They, they get in touch with Sid, as we find out later. We don't know who they get in touch with at first. But they get more weapons sent to the planet, because the Empire does not want the people armed. The Empire does not want the people to have weapons. They take all the people's weapons, and pretty much the clone troopers are the ones that are going to take care of Ryloth. And the, well, the let me happen. recap a quick scene that I think is, is important to the story and, and this arc we're seeing with the clones. So remember, um, Hauser, right? Correct. The captain. He finds Hera and Chopper just like kind of spying on the refinery, and he has to he has to drag her back to Cham. He's like, hey. I really should report this, but since we're bros, 
I'm going to let this one slide, but be careful because it's getting real out there. Right. I, I, well, I was, I was coming to that. We hadn't quite made it there. Because no, well, you, you're, you were kind of skipping around <clears throat> to the point where they're getting gunship. No, nah, I was just saying Gobi, Gobi pretty much tells Alenian that he, he tells the people, like, we're getting oh, more weapons. Bad. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. I can see. I didn't mention that because we know where the guns come from because we've seen the episode. But at the time that he says that, we have no idea who he's ordered these weapons from. But that segues right into the scene that you're talking about, Diedrich. We kind of cut scene there. Gobi goes off to order the weapons. Um, we cut scene, and here's Hera. Hera and Chopper are spying on this Imperial refinery on the outskirts of... What, I, what, is, the t- what is the city that they're in, Ryloth? Do we, do we know that? Do we, do we have... Well, they're kind of at the capital most of the time, but, what, but then they the also have Cham's, Cham's house is like not at the capital either. Oh, what's the capital's name? I'm not sure. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. But it's kind of on the outskirts of the capital is this refinery. It's not... Not too far away, but not close enough, apparently. Um, but yeah, Hera's out there. She's spying, and she gets caught. A uh, small little Hera Syndulla, uh, not quite in her all awesomeness that she's in in Rebels. She's she's not coming to her own quite yet. She's still young. She still doesn't quite have the experience to be that cool spy freedom fighter. But she's she's getting there. She's trying. And she gets caught. And like you say, Hauser drags her back to Cham and Cham, and he tells Cham, he's like, Look, I'm supposed to report this. However, since me and you are friends, I've served with you a long time all through the Clone Wars, I'm not gonna report this. And this is kind of where we first see Hauser kinda uh not directly disobeying this. I mean most people who, who have responsibilities or at a job or something, there's some things you'll let slide by. Um, don't, you know. It's just Dork Wars podcast. We all do that kind of thing, right? <laughs> um, but he, he tells Cham, like, I'm going to let this slide this time, but don't let it happen again. And I think this kind of brings up a pretty cool... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Brings up a... Uh, I need- what I find interesting about this is it's it's the first time we're seeing a clone kind of go against orders, and it has nothing to do with the chip. Correct. Yeah, that's what I was. This has say. nothing to do with the chip at all. No Jedi are around. This is not a weird. I'm in a relationship with this Jedi for the last five years, and now I'm supposed to shoot them. So my head's all weird and funny. Yeah, I was overanalyzing yeah. that, and I was like, "Does this guy have a chip in him? Like, because he seemed different." Right. Well, he's just, I think, just so used to it. And it could also be the idea that maybe the chips are starting to degrade now that they've activated them. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know that the chips are wearing off or they're not doing their job. I just think it's what you kind of said before, Diedrich. Um, Cham's not a Jedi. Order 66 was the order to destroy the Jedi. And we see, we do see the clones take a very very um, instant change in disposition. If you look back at that first episode of Bad Batch, even Clone Force 99, the Bad Batches, they're going through Kamino, talking to their brothers. Everyone's kind of short with them. And they, they act different altogether. But here we see that Hauser isn't acting different um, differently than he probably would have during the Clone Wars. Obviously, we don't know much about him from the Clone Wars, but it seems that he's acting like most of the clones did. He respects Cham, and they have a relationship. He's not hardline Empire. We have to do exactly what the Empire says. So whether that's a chip thing, or whether it's just because he's not a Jedi, I don't know. And I think that would be a cool thing for them to hone in on and explore with the rest of the series. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time on that. I just thought it was a pretty interesting thought. So the first part of this episode, the first third of this episode kind of sets the scene for what's going on on Ryloth, what the situation is. So now we get to uh, where Gobi is going to go get these weapons. He invites Hera along. And at first, Hera's kind of hesitant, it seems. But then he's like, look, Hera, I was going to let you fly the ship this time. And (laughs) if we know anything about Hera Syndulla... At her very core, she is a pilot, and it seems that she has wanted to be a pilot her whole life, so of course she jumps right on the chance to fly the ship. 
So she gets in the ship with Uncle Gobi and a few other Twi'leks, and they go to a nearby moon, it seems, to meet up with the Bad Batch. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. And, um, of course, would it be an episode of the Bad Batch if we never saw the Bad Batch? I was actually thinking at this point, like, are we going to see mm-hmm. the Bad Batch in this episode? <laughs> like, I'm like, this is... Or is this, or is this just a Rebels crossover episode? Yeah. Right. Yeah, because we... I mean, up until this point, there's been no mention of the Bad Batch, no nothing. Um, Crosshair's in this episode pretty heavily. So I don't even know if we've seen Crosshair at this point. Um, but anyways, they uh, they get the weapons from the Bad Batch sent by Sid. She's organizing this whole thing, as she does. And Hera and Omega... Omega! Omega! They, they hit it off. <laughs> Wait, no. Well, now hear this! <laughs> Rick, Rick is there. Uh, but yeah, My Omega, friends! <laughs> so uh, Hera and Omega hit it off. And Hera's like, can I see the inside of the ship? And Omega's like, She's total. She's total bad batch now. She she's Clone Force ninety nine because she's like Hunter. She cool to like get on the ship, and he's like, yeah, yeah, let her on the ship. Uh, their whole acquaintances. It's it's kind of weird for me to watch because Omega. You know, she we know her as a child, but we've always known Hera as like an adult. So it's correct. it's hard to kind of get that time. You know that their age like it's like they're they're similar age right now, but it just doesn't feel yeah. like it. Here's what's awesome about Hera right now. She's got that hard French accent. Yes. Oh, yeah. The, the Twilight. And it goes away for the most part in Rebels, except for when she's talking to another Twi'lek, specifically Cham, or, about like the family. She, she goes right back into it, or getting yelled at by Thrawn, right, I think? Yeah, she, when she gets mad, she'll, she'll get back into that very thick French accent, which I think is funny, because, like, so... The, the Twi'leks are going to have an accent, so you're going to give them a French accent, like, of all things. Um, uh, and I think it's, like, a very specific French accent. I think it's almost a little more, like, Louisianan. Yeah, it's, it's more like, like, Cajun, Louisiana, kind of Bayou, they are America. Not, they, are, yeah. they are not aristocratic Frenchmen. They're not like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I would, I would love to see... It, like Gobi or Cham come up in this episode and be like, "Ho ho ho! The Empire is here! Let's get our buckets!" You know, I, you know that'd be that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> um, I don't know why they're gonna f- fight them off with a loaf and of we bread. Lost all but... French, <laughs> French listening ship. Well, like, the good news is on our uh, on our hosting website, we can kind of see where the hotspots are for where people listen. None of them are French, so uh, if, <laughs> if you are French and this is your first episode. <laughs> We we do not bag on the French a lot, even though I think we did with Gal Gadot a couple episodes back. <laughs> even though she's Israeli, I don't I, I don't know. We're <laughs> we are not culturally tone deaf here on Dork Wars podcast, but every once in a while, it's just funny. Um, <laughs> but, um, yes, they have that very thick French kind of Cajuny accent, and it's it's funny to hear. I, I just. I don't know why they went with with that choice. You know, like wh- why do Twi'leks have to have that accent? Because I, I, I think it's I think it's because of like they're supposed to be freedom fighters. They're going back to like the French Resistance of World War Two. Because remember, the stormtroopers are supposed to be like Nazis, correct? Or, or the Empire in general is supposed to have a very Nazi esque style. At least right. they didn't I mean, use like the same act. Like like Caleb had the same voice actor, so they didn't do the same thing with Hera. Oh, God, yeah, that would have been awful. Well, yeah, just to hear, like, old Hera out of you, I mean, that would have sucked. Yes, Caleb, dude, oh, I still can't get over how jarring that was to Whoa. hear that grown man's voice coming out of that I'm 12 years old. Mouth. Well, my <laughs> voice is this deep. I hit puberty early. Uh, want to come ride in my uh, speeder? Um, yes. Yeah, they, they did a good <laughs> job with Hera, though. They really nudge, did. Nudge, and wink, I, wink. I like that they gave her her... Th- really thick Twi'lek accent. I like that you see her kind of in a more vulnerable state. She's able, she's friends, she makes friends with Omega very, very quickly, where in Rebels, she's, she's way more reserved. Like, she's definitely one of the more outgoing members of the group in Rebels, but she's still got that reserve, like, you know, I'm, I'm a freedom fighter, I fight with the Rebels, um, like, I'm not gonna give anybody that I don't know too much information. Here, she is just a kid. I mean, she's probably a, a young teenager, maybe. 
And it's it's great to see her in that vulnerable state before she's that grown up rebels Hera. Um, it, it's it's really cool. So the Bad Batch give the weapons over to Gobi, and it's not a lot. I think it's like what they say, like maybe like thirteen handguns, a case of grenades. Like it it doesn't seem like a lot. Three dozen blasters, and he said just like a case of grenades, something like that. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty bare bones it seems i don't know how you could take on the entire empire presence on ryloth with that equipment but they take it because they ain't gotta win yeah that's right just gotta cause attrition that's true that's true so they're just remember ak AK 47s and pipe bombs that's right (laughs) so uh so the french i mean the twi'leks uh get their weapons and head back to the planet um i forgot to mention uh that crosshair we do see Crosshair before we see the Bad Batch because Crosshair zooms in on the ship as it's leaving and uh, puts a tracker right on it so they know exactly where they went. They come back and they immediately arrest Gobi and his whole crew, Hera included, as soon as they get All right, here's what, here's what Here's what I find a little outlandish, and it is Star Wars, so whatever. This is all outlandish, but uh, what's the sniper guy's name from the Bad Batch? I always forget. Deadeye? Crosshair. Crosshair. Okay, I, so I just Crosshair said. knew exactly where that plane or the aircraft was going to like come through the atmosphere. Would 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 a tracker do that? I mean, he was like on ground, on foot, like in a perfect sniping position to take out an engine and bring them down. It, that seems to me like, well, how does he know exactly where they're going to come in? I don't know. That's to I me, mean, that's weird. Um, I mean, it, it seems like they had just taken off when he shot that tracker on there. I, I don't. I don't know. No, 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 no. Not, not, not to get the tracker on when the the ship comes back, right? Well, he's got a Before tracker they implant- arrest them. They got, they got the tracker implanted on the ship. They know exactly where the ship is the entire time. They track it all the way back from okay. the moon. To Imagine the this though, Blake. You're standing on a mountain and you have a rifle. Okay. And I'm in a B-17. If I like deviate my course even a little bit, like you're not bringing me down. I don't know. It's just it's 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 like the perfect. I see what you're perfect. saying because yeah, when he when he shoots the engine out, I'm sorry, I did miss that part. He does shoot the engine out on the plane, or excuse me, on the ship. It's just such a perfect like it's a perfect situation yeah. for him to get that shot off. That was crosshair, that's though, right? True, but he's crosshair. That's his thing. I mean, it's, no, 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 and it's not it's not that he made the shot. It's just the fact that it's like he's you know, they're shooting at an aircraft. That how does he know exactly the flight path it's going to take? You know, crosshair needed a win because. So far, this entire <laughs> show, he has been he did, unsuccessful. He does just lose. Yeah, he does just lose. Okay. Well, I don't wow. know. That's, that's did, fine. He, I just I he wish didn't there was lose. a little more to it. He did shoot that one guy. He killed him. Like, uh, he, that's a win for Crosshair. What one guy? One guy. The guy on his little uh, team when they went to go uh, get a... Uh, oh. Oh, um, Saul Guerrero's people. That yeah, was actually that's right. successful. That was a successful well, he, he mission. Actually took down, he took down one more Imperial, so... Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and in fact, that <laughs> moment... Uh, I don't. I don't want to talk about a previous episode, but yeah, that moment had a lot of significance to it. It did. It did. I agree. Um, but not talking about that. Moving on. That's they right. Ar- they arrest Gobi and Co. Hera included, and they're gonna take them. Where are they gonna take them to? They're taking them to the capital for jail or a trial or something. Correct. So they're gonna take them to somewhere that's not good for anybody. And word get back gets back to Alini and Cham that this is happening, and they're obviously not happy. So they take their stance on the Empire. So they were, I don't know if Cham was ever really okay with the Empire presence there, the way it was, but he wanted peace. So he did what he had to do to keep peace on Ryloth. At this point, he said, screw all that. I'm going, and I'm going to save my daughter. So Cham and Alini get on some speeders and go to take out this this transport. Hold on, real quick, because I think I don't mean to like jut in, and if you're coming back to it, my bad again. But you should. There's a little I... scene. There's a scene where they're capturing the group, right? Correct. And again, Hauser's kind of speaking up against them being, um, or calling and and accusing Hera of being a traitor or a spy or whatever. He's like, she's just a child. Come on. And they're like, nope, she did it. Or if she didn't, she's like in cahoots. Right. Yeah. 
This, this, so that's another another time that we we're kind of seeing a bit of a shift. Oh yeah, the empire is all or nothing. You did it or you didn't. I don't care how old you are. We'll kill well, anybody. I mean, this, these are the people that blew up Alderaan or will go to blow up Alderaan. I mean, it's women, I mean, children, everybody. So with Hauser and and his not just following orders. Like we're we're seeing a clone commander right. not just follow orders or starting to think for themselves and starting Correct. to look at what's going on because he also notices that. Well, no, I'm sorry. Now I'm getting ahead of myself. So go ahead. Take it from where you are. <laughs> so, uh, so Cham and Alini go and wreak havoc on the, tra- on, uh, the transport, the troops, everybody that is uh, transporting Gobi, Hera, and the rest of, the cr- of their crew. And they end up bringing the transport down. Uh, the senator, our, our boy uh, Free, what's his name, Wesley? Or Free... Oh, now you forgot too. So, Java Senator Ryloff Man Free. God, Free Ada? I'm going to call him Blue Twilight Java. That's right. Blue Twilight Java is with everybody. <laughs> uh, Vice Admiral Rampart. Every, everybody's there. And they, they get out. Well, everybody but Crosshair. Crosshair is, I guess, running on mountains because he's somehow keeping up with this whole. Uh, convoy of people. Um, Cham and Alini get everybody out of the transport. They free Hera, Gobi, everybody. They line up um, Blue Twilight Java. They line up Vice Admiral Rampart and all the Imperial folks that are there as well. The clone Hauser, he's, he's there as well. And Cham is pretty much holding a gun right at the Senator. And he's like, you, you kidnapped my daughter. Or, well, not really kidnapped her. She was doing wrong. But, you know, you, you're going to take my daughter from me. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And, like, he was really close to shooting Senator Blue Jabba. <laughs> and Hera goes back to the speeder. She's cow. I mean, she's watching this. And I think this is a real defining moment because Alini kind of takes Cham and brings him back. It's like, look, this is not the way to do this. Like, we can capture him. I mean, we'll take him back to the capital. We'll see what, what the other Twi'leks want to do with him. But, you know, don't shoot him. I mean, she didn't say all this, but this, this is kind of how that, that interaction went. And Crosshair, being the, uh, the jerk that he is, goes and shoots real close to everybody. Um, Everything gets off balance, and the Imperials are able to arrest Cham and Alini while everybody else gets away. Uh, Does everybody else get away there? Uh, The the other people who are with him, I think some of them do get away. Yeah. But remember what happens, though, that Crosshair ends up shooting Blue Twilight Job. Yeah, the center got shot there. Yeah, he does. And the, uh, the thing is that Cham and Alini get, or not... Cham Annalini, I guess Cham himself gets um, charged with attempted murder on the senator. If it wasn't a Disney show, I think they would have shot the senator in the head and he would have died. But since it's a Disney kids show, they got to kind of keep it. Yeah. Yeah, because at first. Keep the heroes morally good because Star Star Wars is typically not that great. It's like the good guys are the good guys and the bad guys are the bad guys. Well, at least in the cartoons, um, you know, and some of the other media and stuff like there's questions, I guess, but when when you're talking about they're really kind of... Certainly not in certainly not in the original trilogy and George Lucas oh, yes. is always like, I, I make it very clear who's the good guy. Yes, oh yeah. Very much, even the movies. I mean, the movies themselves all nine movies are pretty much good guy, bad guy. Um, most of Clone Wars is pretty much like good guy, bad guy, even though there's, there's some times where you can kind of sympathize with the other side. Um, but, but these kid shows are very much good guy, good guy, or good guy, bad guy. Uh, very distinct. And even though Crosshair was doing the shooting, and he's supposed to be a bad guy at this point, you know, I, they, I guess they're still trying to keep him somewhat good I, I don't know though because he's no crosshair shoots him for sure yeah oh yeah crosshair shoots him but i mean crosshair's a bad guy so if a bad guy does something oh, bad, yeah, I, think, I, th- I just heard you say crosshair then i'm sorry i misheard <laughs> yeah i did say crosshair but crosshair is the one that shoots him but 
you know, we're saying good guy, bad guy. Well, Crosshair is definitely a bad guy at this point. He's done some bad stuff and continues to do bad stuff. So why would it matter if he shot blue Twilight Java Senator guy? Right. He's already bad. We know he's bad. He's got the dark suit. Yeah, he's got the dark suit. He's he's hanging with the Empire. He's he's he talks like this, and he's gonna fight Lotus. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. he's he's talked like that the whole time. But Crosshair, man, Crosshair makes the perfect villain. I I didn't see this coming like at the beginning when Crosshair initially turns, but Crosshair is a really good villain. He's a good um, one. Yep. I, I'm I didn't like it at first. I was just like, oh, man, I don't know if I like this, and I feel bad because it's it's a direction that Star Wars doesn't usually go. Um, with like, well, I guess they do. Some people turn to the, I mean, people turn to the dark side. I mean, the big one being Anakin, I guess, in the, in the movies, but like crosshair turning was like, man, that's, it's, it's, it was kind of different. We've never seen like a non-force user like turn bad and do this, that, and the other. And crosshair turns bad and he's really good at being bad. <laughs> so anyways, they take and, uh. Blue Twilight Java gets shot, doesn't die, so they charge Cham with um, attempted murder on the Senator, and they take Cham, Alini, and whoever else they can round up, and they're taking them to the Capitol, and that is the end of that episode. So Okay, quick pause. Yeah, one thing. Yeah. Teacher, Wesley, go ahead. Okay, I just want to say, um, at the end of the episode, you know, uh, Crosshair got permission to... Uh, Go after the bad batch and hunt them down. So that was at the end of this episode, wasn't it? Yep. Okay, so I watched these episodes in tandem. So I literally I didn't watch eleven when it came out. I watched eleven and twelve like at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. So uh, if I, if I miss things or I, I say things out of order, it's because I literally watched it all at one time. <laughs> but um, so yes, um, Crosshair gets permission to hunt down the bad batch by himself. And that's pretty significant because Crosshair by himself taking on the entire Bad Batch, it, it, it shouldn't it shouldn't be a contest. Like he shouldn't be able to. Kill Are we sure all. he's by himself, I, or is he going to take his little squad? He's probably going to yeah, have a squad with him. That's that's true, but his squad isn't like the Bad Batch. I mean, his no, no. I mean, let's say that you put Crosshair back on the Bad Batch team. You have the entire Bad Batch versus like. 10 of those guys. The Bad Batch is going to win every time. So when I think normal people in Crosshair against the entirety of the, the other Bad Batch members, uh, I don't know. It, it still kind of skews in the Bad Batch's favor at that point. But Crosshair, I think Crosshair has the, the assets needed yeah. to take them on. I mean, he can get them at long range. Everybody else is kind of a close range. Fight. I mean, Hunter... He he's pretty much when he fights, he's right on everybody. Tech, he can kind of do the long range thing, but he's pretty much support. I mean, he's not much in the combat. I mean, he does some. Um, Wrecker is very much hands on, right in your face, beat the crap out of you. I mean, it's. And then Echo is. I don't know what what does Echo do. <laughs> Good question. I'm saying like uh... I think I think he's a bit like a tank too because he's mostly metal, so he just has blasters and he's got all these metal components too that he uses to fight. That's true. Like parts of his limbs. Okay, we'll give it to him. Uh, he's just another dude. But he's he, a ba- he's, he's Omega's babysitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's C- he's the C three PO of this uh, series. Um, but he's he's pretty much hands on too, like close range fighter. Crosshair is not. He is perfect for picking off these guys at a distance. So we'll see what happens with that later on, I'm sure. Like, this episode doesn't get into it as much. Speaking but, of droid, uh, real quick, what is uh, Omega's little pet droid? Oh, I can't think of the name of it right now. Gonky? Something like that. <laughs> the Gonk droid, yes. I think they call him Gonky. Yeah. <laughs> Gonky the Gonk droid. Like, it's another, another very... Gonk. Right on the nose name for a, a character. Thank you, Disney. Um, so the next episode, Rescue on Ryloth. This one's action packed, in your face. We're gonna try to hit the highlights on this one. We we spent a lot of time with the uh, characters last episode, kind of getting introduced to them. So we had a lot to say about them. Now we all know them. We're assuming that you've watched the episode, so we're just gonna get right into it. Um, Hera calls the Bad Batch for help. 
she gets the uh, the pretty the uh, I guess their cell phone number, comm link number, or their specific. It's like their DMs, code. their space DMs. Yeah, she gets their specific channel from Omega when they were hanging out and chilling, and the other bad batch members are like, "Dude, what are you doing? Why'd you give her our stuff?" And she uh, she told them, "She's like, well, if she has an emergency." Then I told her to call, so she had an emergency. Bad, bad Batch goes down. Turns out that Hera wants to hire the Bad Batch to help get her parents back. And did she not pick the perfect people to get her parents back? Because the Bad Batch are awesome fighters. Hence why we have a whole show about them. Um, but she's she's going to pay them with the, uh, the family's money, this, that, and the other. And Hunter's real hesitant. He didn't know if he's going to do it. And... Omega tells Hera, like, look, if we can get a strategy together that's plausible, they're all in. Promise. So Hera and Omega work out a plan and get with Hunter, and he likes it. They're going to take out the refinery, draw all the troops there, and then the, um, excuse me, Omega and Hera and Chopper are going to attack the refinery. While all the other troops, the Bad Batch and everybody, goes and rescues um, Cham and Alini. So they got their plan. They go to it, and Chopper. This this is a pretty cool scene for me. I, I like Chopper. We haven't really talked about Chopper much, um, even though he was a, he's a pretty big part of this. Chopper sneaks into the refinery. He blends in with some of the R two units, um, going along. Even though he doesn't even look like the R two units, like he looks totally different. But nobody cares. He's going through, and he gets to this uh, data terminal, and there is a pretty cool-looking R2 unit. I actually like the design of this one, just the color scheme. I guess they all look the same. Color scheme is pretty cool. He comes up behind this R2 unit and just stealth murders the guy, man. Like, he just comes, shocks him, destroys him. And uh, gets in there, gets the data port open, gets uh, uh, Hera and Omega all the stuff they need. Omega and Hera fly the ship in, bomb the refinery, and all the troops come swarming to the refinery just as planned. So this is when the Bad Batch move in on the capital and are going down to, to rescue Cham and Alini. And is Gobi with them? Was Gobi captured or not? I, I don't remember at this point. I want to say yes. I think Gobi is with them. I, I do. And if we're wrong on this, Sorry. <laughs> get over it. And get over it. Yeah, but what I haven't mentioned yet is Hauser. Hauser pretty much is saying, like, he's trying to help find Hera. Like, the Imperials are looking very hard for Hera. They don't know where she is, but they want to know where she is. You know, she's, she's old enough to be dangerous, but young enough where they can capture her and not have that much of a problem with her. So Crosshair is actually, and his team has been assigned to finding Hera at this point. Hauser goes to Cham before they're rescued and, and says, look, I'm trying to locate her. I'm trying to keep her safe. Even though Cham and Alini are now prisoners of the Empire, Hauser is still friends with them. He's still cordial with them and is trying to help them out, which I think goes back to our point earlier where he's just kind of like, he's not strictly an Empire man at this point. It's giving us some questions. But he tells him that, and he says he's he's been trying to get on on that uh, that assignment. He he wants to be the one to find Hera, but it's not happening. Um, Cham pretty much tells him to shove it. He doesn't care. He doesn't like him no more. He's he's Empire. Don't don't talk to me. Um. Anyway, we we get into uh, the rescue. The Bad Batch come down. They come to rescue. Um, Cham and Nalini, Gobi, and the crew. Does um so and then they get out and they're headed towards the front gates. And at the front gates is all the clone troopers. Everybody that the Empire has in the area is there stationed to take them out. So the Empire has a pretty big presence on Ryloff. They have some people at the refinery. Um Crosshair at one point tells them, look, the refinery is is just a sham. They're they're trying to get you to look at the refinery. They're trying to draw our troops there. They're actually going to rescue Chamonalini. Like, Crosshair knows what's going on. So they bring enough troops back to capture the Bad Batch and everybody. 
right there at the Capitol. But Hauser, Hauser comes in and saves the day. He tells them, take the private, is it, is it the Senator Priatis Jabba blue guy? It's, it's his shuttle, right? That they take out of there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the Senator's private shuttle. He said, go take the private shuttle. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do my best to rally what clones I can against the Empire. This is another this is, example of Hauser like breaking command. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not following the orders anymore. So it, it's interesting to see this clone act this way. Well, this is where it's going from subtle, where it's going to like I'm a, just a I'm just a good natured person to I'm defying the Empire. This is this is the the point where he becomes. I'm going to say he's a hero. I mean, he's a hero. He's he's saving his friends in spite of the government that he serves. And from what we know of the chips, they they make the uh, the clones pretty obedient. And like I said, I would love to see some more, um, some more in depth look at the chips and what they do. Exactly what they do. Are they making the clones strictly Empire stooges, or was it just to kill the Jedi off? Like, what was it for? Because Hauser is acting very unclone like at this point. He uh, he goes out, he draws the fire of all the troops, and some of the clone troops actually stand up with him. He says, Look, the, the, what the Empire is doing is wrong. We need to stand up against tyranny. Like, we freed Ryloth from the Separatists. We freed Ryloth. We, we brought peace to this place, and now they're trying to lock up the people that we were saving. I thought at that so moment, that, that's going to be another moment where Crosshair was going to snipe him in the head. <laughs> yeah. But Disney. If, but Disney. It's a kid's show. We can't snipe Hauser in the head at this point. Yeah. <laughs> he, he rallies. Um, it's, it's probably, what, like 10, 15 of the clones out there? Um, he rallies a small group of clones that are like, yeah, I'm going to follow Hauser. This is, this is bullcrap. <laughs> like, and uh, they, they all get arrested. While Cham, Alini, the Bad Batch, Hera, Omega, and Chopper all make it out of the, out of the uh, out of out of Ryloth. And is is there anything I missed in in that very brief synopsis? What's something that we need to go back and zoom in uh, on, guys? Okay. <clears throat> so I think this episode has kind of three main character arcs, and you've you've got Hauser, who we've been talking about kind of since you know, talking about episode 11, and we're kind of continuing that conversation now, right, as we're seeing him defy orders and start to think for himself. And then there's there's that motif ending with that pseudo-clone rebellion, laying down of arms, half of them kind of saying, no, screw this, right? And then you've got Hera, who really at this point has not flown, but I think one time prior, maybe twice now, if she got to fly the ship with her uncle. And she just takes a ship and starts going at it and does a lot of damage, right? Do you remember the the scene where she? I think they're hitting the refinery, right? Oh yeah, she she um she puts those bombs pinpoint where they need to go. She does a very good job as a pilot, and she has this whole spiel um, earlier in the episode about how you know you have to know all this technical stuff about being a pilot, but it's just this feeling. I have this feeling that I can be a pilot. When I get up there, I just react. I do what I need to do, and the ship goes where I want it to go. It's it's pretty much she 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 is a natural born pilot, and it really shows through in this episode. Yep, exactly. So that's like her character arc is kind of coming into her own as a pilot, which we will definitely see her get better in the future, right? With Rebels, and then the third main character arc, I think we've got Cham who goes from kind of reluctantly just wanting peace to realizing this ain't over. And we see him 20 years later still fighting the same fight. Correct. He, even at one point in this episode as well, he's, he's saying that um, he thought the fighting was over. Like, when the Empire came in, he thought there was going to be peace, and he misjudged it. This is a, and he said it. He said, this is a fight that that we have to finish this is a fight that's going to go on for a while he was talking about his kids fighting the same fight that he's fighting and he was right um cham is a very wise twilight 
Uh, it, oh, it, it's almost as if they know what's going to happen 20 years down the line because they've wrote it already. Yeah, dude. Uh, they've probably seen the OT. I think that Cham is an avid watcher of the original trilogy. He seems like that kind. Oh, seeing Chopper was fun. Just his being a weird robot, kind of a jerk. Yeah, I like Chopper. We see, we see him electrocute some clones, which is funny. Yeah, he's he's very much like the R2 character for the Rebels. He's like that droid, you know. But he's got an edge to him that R2 doesn't have. R2's a little sassy. He'll give you a little, mm-hmm. little lip, you know. He'll talk back to you, this, that, and the other. He'll do what he needs to do. But Chopper, yeah, I mean, Chopper straight up gets in there and starts beating in, people up, like smashing heads. In early episodes of Rebels, it's almost like he might kill you. You don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Chopper, the, <laughs> the murderous droid. So, if you remember, um, when Hera was asking the Bad Batch to help her, uh, she was pretty much begging them, and then Hunter was like, nah, sorry bro, can't help you, too risky, gotta go, you know, kind of heartless about it, and then it wasn't until, like, Omega, like, implored him to, that kind of made him consider it, and one, one, like, heart-melting quote was, uh, she's trying to save her family, I'd do the same for you. It's all about the family. Aww. Um. It, yeah. It, it was. It was a touching moment, and you can kind of see Hunter, um, peeling back off of his, his, uh, staunchness, if you will, mm-hmm. his very rigid soldier attitude. Because in the past, he did things because he was ordered to. He went to where he was needed. He fought the fight because he was told to. Now. Now, Hunter and the Bad Batch are operating on their own free will. They are operating on what they think is right, what they think needs to be done. And it's a whole new ballgame for them. And I don't think we really, we really think about this, kind of as- this, this aspect of what they're going through. Like, in the past, they, are, they were soldiers. They were told to do the things that they do. Even though they didn't really report to anybody, they kind of went where they were needed, but they knew what to do. Like, they knew to go back up these clones. They knew to do this, they knew to do that. Now they're in this whole new territory where they do what they want. And it turns out that they really like helping people. Uh, even, even if they don't realize it at first, they like helping people. I also want to go back and clarify one thing. I, I said at the end of the Devil's Deal that that's when Crosshair was given the green light to go hunt them. That actually didn't happen in that episode. It happened at the end of episode 12. So, okay. my bad. That's what I, that's what I was thinking, because at, at the end of episode 11, he's charged with going out and finding Hera. Um, so as I've been thinking about it, there is one more character who has a bit of an arc, and that's Admiral Rampart. Is it admirable? Or admirable? Vice, he's is it Vice, Vice Admiral Rampart. So at first he thinks, oh, Bad Batch isn't a big deal, I can handle them. And then after this episode, he's like, go get them. Yeah. Well, and This I, is for real now. I, I get that, but like, he's been dealing with Crosshair this whole time, and he's, he knows what Crosshair's capable of. You don't think four other like crosshair type clones? Plus I'm not Omega, saying it makes but... sense because most Imperials are kind of stupid. Eh, yeah, they are. They shouldn't. Or be, it's but just they the are. fact that they're the baddies and they have to have faults because we need the good guys to win. Correct. Correct. At least I need the good guys to win. Omega, Omega has to win. Rekka, Hunter, <laughs> Tick, Crosshair. Ah. Uh, if the Empire ends up killing the Bad Batch. I'm I'm not gonna shed a tear. I think I think that would be a really like different end. I don't think that's gonna happen. It's obviously not gonna happen. <laughs> and now people are probably gonna hate me because I want the bad batch to die. I, I don't really want them to die. I just think it would be <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I think it would be cool to get one of those endings, like the Rogue One ending. No one and I've I've mentioned this yeah. before. Because I think Wesley said last episode that um he thought that the whole Bad Batch was just going to get killed off by the end of the series because we don't mm-hmm. see him in anything else. And the only the only real place we have seen that, because I thought that about the Rebels. I thought Ezra and Kayla and uh Yeah. And Kanan were both gonna die. I thought they were I thought they were just gonna get creamed at some point and just roll over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kanan does end up dying, but Ezra gets lost. 
as we know with Grand Admiral Thrawn. I think I think a lot of them will die. I think uh, I think Echo and Omega will survive. Oh, why do you think Echo's going to survive? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think because because e- nothing can kill Echo at this point. I don't know, man. Echo seems like he's like on his last legs, man. Like he's he's just crying just, to just be put destroyed. Him, just put, put his brain in another robot. Like yeah, you see, I see Echo as like like self sacrificing himself because he's at that point. Yeah, like he he just it doesn't seem like he really fits in with the rest of the Bad Batch. I, I feel like he's kind of which like is why the I think outlier. he'll survive. Maybe, and, and and that's a good point. But I, I think he'll end up. I think he'll end up just like putting himself out of his misery some way or another. I don't. I don't think he's very happy in the shape that he's in because he can't really do what he was doing before. He's not. He's not as capable as he used to be. Well, capable at what? Like he's combat. Got, he's got different skill sets now. Yeah, he has different skill sets, but like he can't just get in there and roll with everybody else. Just Take out right, but he's also got troops. the brain of like a tactical droid, right? Yeah, he does. He does. I agree with that. I don't know. I just he's the outlier since since the beginning of the series. Echo to me has just been like this weird piece that doesn't really fit in, and I think that's just because the Bad Batch took him on in season seven of the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. and they were kind of stuck with it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> stuck with it. And to circle back to Crosshair real quick, just a quick thought is uh, I think Disney is missing a good opportunity for character development with them. Like by not letting him kill the senator and not let him kill, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, what's that clown's name? Hosher. Hauser. Hauser. Yeah. Ho- the, Hosher, Hoser the, is a uh, has is a singer. The, the band. Yeah. 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 So by not letting him kill the senator and not let him kill Hauser. Um, then he hasn't really done anything too terrible in the grand scheme of things. So he he's not too far out from coming back. Yeah, and I, I think they they could have taken him further, but there's still there's still a few episodes left, so we gotta see what happens. I agree. Had they let him kill those people, like that would have given him something to be redeemed from. At this point, he's just all talk, no action, other than killing that one Imperial right. guy. And, uh, right, that, which is a good thing. <laughs> well, I don't know, but they did kill. They did kill those Saul, uh, Saul Guerrero's followers. They did kill them, right? He did. Yes. Okay, that's right. There is that one. Yeah, the, yeah. There's that I mean, moment. That, that was pretty bad. But yeah, I agree. At the same time, you can argue that they were rebels to the Empire, whatever. But um. Yeah, he hasn't done anything that's just strictly, like, horrendous that he cannot be brought back from at this point. I agree. So that is The Bad Batch, episode 11 and 12. Just for clarification, we did miss some um, some episodes there in the month of June. We took a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, life stuff happened. Editing got, got kind of... Uh, hard to do. We actually recorded most of those episodes. They just did not get edited. So now we have Wesley on board for editing. Pew, 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 pew. So uh, <laughs> you will be getting a Wesley edited episode here in the next week or so. Maybe even two. Like we're gonna, I think we're going to release these as bonus episodes so you can kind of catch up on our thoughts on the other episodes. But just know that when we release those episodes, that's when we had first seen them. We didn't know what was going to happen after that. So it's not like we're going back and reviewing those episodes. Um, so we're going to release those as we get them edited. Go back and listen to them. Even if you know what's going to happen, there are some very, very funny moments. And if you enjoy listen to, listening to us uh, rattle around and talk with each other and do say stupid things and do stupid things, then... So go back and listen to those. Please go back and listen to those as they come out. Um, I think we can turn it over to the Jedi Grand Master for our word of the week. There is more knowledge here than anywhere else in the galaxy. Hmm. On Frita, the word of the week is. <laughs> so Orn Frita. That is the name of Big Blue Jabba Senator Twi'lek Man, right? <clears throat> that it is. Know him I did. <laughs> Talk with him I have. 
Mm. Glutton he is. Eats a lot of um, fried chicken. He does. Fried chicken. They have fried chicken in Space Master Yoda? Mm. Yes. Yes, we do. That's that's good to know. So, Orn Frita. I, I really struggled with remembering his name, and I guess we had so many new characters in these couple of episodes. And they're not new characters, but they're characters we haven't seen in a while. And to kind of keep all their names straight was a little a little difficult. Yes, Twi'leks. Funny names they have. Um, the accent. Very, very strange. Hmm. Don't understand why. Don't understand. <laughs> so, uh, Master Yoda, uh, do, do you um, agree with the, uh, the, the very strange accent? Do, do you think it's a cultural thing that uh, Disney's trying to do, like, to draw those lines between like uh, Nazi Germany and the French Revolution and the, the French uh, freedom fighters, things like that. Hmm. Thoughts on this I do not have. Um, like like said in the past, I have this episode even. Uh, fictional character I am. I, I have no real stake in this fight. Well, Master Yoda, you weren't very helpful at all, but, but we appreciate you coming in and giving us that word of the week anyways. And with that, we come to the end of another great episode of Dork Wars the Podcast. Like our Facebook page, like our Twitter page, go join our new Facebook group. It's called Everything Star Wars, a Dork Wars the Podcast Facebook page. We would love to have you. Um, we, we try to post discussions on there, give your opinion. We want to hear from you, the fans. Without you, we really don't have anyone to talk to. <laughs> Without you guys listening, what we're doing means nothing. So we want to hear from you. What do you? Th how do you think we're doing? Um, what do you want to hear us talk about? We try to do Bad Batch every other week so we can give you um, some some different takes on things and not just hammer in what's going on right now. I know that can get a little boring sometimes. So follow our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We got Patreon if you want to pay for that. Um, we have $5 membership right now. We're going to try to bump out early episodes to you and give you some extra content. So if that's that's what you like, let us know. Um, look up our link tree, Dork Wars the Podcast uh, link tree, and you will find all of that information as well. So thank you, and may the Force be with you. Thank you for supporting Dork Wars the Podcast. You can check us out on facebook.com forward slash Dork Wars The Podcast. And if you would like to join in on the discussion or maybe suggest topics for us to discuss, please do so by joining our Discord community or sending us an email at dorkwarspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a... I have not listened to a single episode of Dork Wars The Podcast. Production. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com.